SC Podcast, episode 12. Super excited for this one. Uh, just me and Adam here today again, kind of mixing it up a little bit. Got a lot of positive feedback on, on the topics. Uh, last time, Adam got to choose the topic, and this time it is my turn. And I'm super excited to talk about this one. I think it, especially for the youth, uh, just being out of, just getting fresh out of high school for a year and a half, just really focusing on awareness. I think a lot of times, our younger generation, we're just not aware of our surroundings, aware of the Holy Spirit and, and things like that. So I'm super excited to talk about that. And yeah, it'll be it'll be good. So uh, kind of interesting night last night. Uh, had redneck block party. I'm helping out the youth group and stuff like that. And things were going good. And Adam's been challenging me to, to post on my Instagram a little bit more and following Gary Vee and kind of creating my own profile on social media and stuff like that. So I've been way more active in posting what I'm doing here at Strike Zone, what I'm doing just in daily life and stuff. And so we had the redneck block party thing and got challenged with it. And I put up a post with a couple of my students and a guy commented back on me and was like, hey, you should be more cautious of, of using the term redneck. And my first initial response was, was negative. I took it as an attack. Like, this guy doesn't really know what's happening, you know, using the term redneck isn't a bad thing. And and so I, I responded first with, uh, you know, you're entitled to your opinion. And we were just trying to embrace Southern lifestyle. And I really wasn't aware that the term redneck could totally mean something negative towards the other person. And so he responded back to me and, and said exactly that, like, it might not be bad for you using the term redneck, but there's a lot of people that might run from the term redneck and see it as derogatory, negative, and stuff like that. And so after I read his second comment, I kind of it kind of humbled me. It really did humble me in the sense that like, okay, this guy's really not attacking me. He just wants me to be more aware that I'm not going to reach as many people using a term that can be seen negative and positive. So it was really interesting and I shared that with Adam a little bit before that, and I it was it was really powerful that, and that's awareness, right? If I wasn't aware that that was was help or f- positive feedback, it would have been super bad. Uh, kind of talking about some of the some of the local guys back from college and stuff, and 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 their awareness too. We've we've had a couple kids. Adam, you can talk about this one if you want to about the kids coming in and their awareness there. Just kids learning, man. It's, you know, I said one thing to Grant today, and this is why I try to pass on the stuff that I've done in my life, is that I'm 38 years old, man, figuring some of this stuff out. If you can figure this stuff out at 15, 17, man, think about how much time you're going to save. Like, I don't want you to go through 20 years wandering through the wilderness, wondering how to work hard, how to take criticism, how to do this. Learn from what I did so you're not 38 searching for the same things I am at 38. Like, I want you to figure out stuff at 20 years old so you can accomplish so much more than me the next 20 years, younger in your life. And that's it. Self-awareness is key. The true first step to knowing yourself is self-awareness, who you are, what makes you tick, not what makes others tick, what makes you perform at your best. And sometimes when we get defensive, it's just like this. If you're going to go lead a church and all the stuff that you want to do, just like the stuff I want to do. See, I've done a lot of stuff on social media over the years, and I've done so many posts that have failed. People have commented under, 
and just failure, fail, 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 fail. And then you'll get one good thing and you learn. And sometimes you say stuff and you don't, you don't even know at the time. You yeah. don't know. You can't get upset when you don't know. It's when you know and then you go back for the attack and your intention's like, all right, no, you rednecks, here we go. And you yeah. go for the attack. But right then you weren't aware. You're a young kid. You're trying to branch out on Instagram. But if you're afraid of posting again because of what that guy said or this, and what if it was with bad intention? That's the other thing I'll ask you. Like it came yeah. across as him trying to help you, but what about if it wasn't? How would you handle that situation? If someone said, you know what? I don't like what you're doing, this and that, and he came at you and it was that way. Like I've had that happen to me and I've gone on the attack plenty of times. I'm human, you're human. I have human emotions, I go on the attack. But from every one of those failures that I have, I learn. Like, man, I can't say that. You know what? This got to me. I, this got to me. I got defensive, but it was God telling me, hey, man, learn. Check the box. Move on. Yeah. That's it. Check the box and move on. You're going to be get way better on Instagram from your failures and learning that when you go start leading churches and you got to minister and you got to do this. Well, now you know, man, maybe I shouldn't say that because just because I think that way, doesn't mean it's not going to offend that way as life. And you and that's the thing, man. You put people in a box, you can't do that. Yeah. You can't do that. And that's we all have done it though. Like gosh, I've <laughs> gosh, I can think of a hundred times I've probably said stuff where my mouth has got me into trouble. And then someone will check me on it, you know, and I'll get defensive too. It's oh, just yeah. like you gotta understand you're a human too. Like we mm -hmm. are built humans. Yeah. We're not God. No. We're not perfect. Yeah. That's the thing. We all come up short every single day. And my whole deal is this. We talked about that superhero last week in here. Who's your superhero? When you make, you're, you're facing these tough decisions in life, like your response right there. Yeah. All right? That's a tough decision. Okay, what would the superhero do? Oh, you know what? He would go back. He would answer the right way. He would make it into a positive. Yeah. Now, and you got this other side to yourself here. We all have this other side. Everybody does. And me and Joe, my wife, talk about it all the time. We don't, we don't want that side to be around anymore, but it's no. still there. Yeah. And this side has helped me become great too. Wow. You know, but this side sometimes wants to take over the other side. And that's just the enemy reacting and using our emotions. And we're human. This is why he died for us, man. Like, this is what kids have to understand. He died for us because we are human. We sin every day. We all sin every single day. This is why he died for us. We all come up short every day, man. And sometimes you post stuff that's negative. Sometimes you say stuff. And instead of getting so down and attacking people for it, we have to learn to do this. If we're going to accept someone for all their great qualities, you sure as better accept them for all their bad. Yes, I, I agree 100%. That's and, it. Yeah, and I kind of want to get back on, on the response thing, right? And I think when you're talking about that other side, right? Like, obviously, there there's a fine line where, like, if I'm getting attacked, and, and you said this last night, and we're both on the same page, like, I'm willing to die for my beliefs. So if this guy attacked in a way where I had to defend myself, then the attack comes on. But I think so often that other side wants to take over too early. And that's what happened last night. Too early, I read the reaction. text. My first reaction was, this is an attack. But then I like, I paused. I, I was aware, I was like, okay, I'm get, this is going on social media. Lots of people are gonna see this. How I respond my first time 
is going to set the tone of how this conversation is going to go. So I reread it a couple times and I'm like, all right, this guy obviously disagrees with me. I understand that. But but what's the intent? And then I responded and kind of I kind of fished to see what else he was going to say. And then he really explained himself. And then it was like, okay, now it's feedback. He's giving me feedback. He understands that what I'm trying to do is positive. But if we're trying to impact a lot of people, we have to start being more aware of yeah, how, how other do you, people how think. Do you, let me ask you this. How do you get to that spot? Multiple experiences. Of- that's what people – like you're saying awareness and you're saying this. Well, the kid that's out there right now listening to you, how did you become aware? I surrounded – What was the journey? Like what? how did you get – from the kid that wasn't unaware at church, didn't know what was going on, was scared, this to that. And now you're sitting here saying, I can see a guy coming like this. And your first instinct is what? What does everyone do when they wake up in the morning? We start reacting. Yeah. You're training yourself to react. So when soon as someone comments under our post, we react. That's just training what we're doing out there. But you have to learn. And I think this is the test to try to take control of yourself. And you're right. When we react, we're being programmed that way nearly our entire life to react on stuff. Yeah. And sometimes that ego and that takes over so quick. But it's like, how did you get there? Uh, I would say this year in general, right? We, me and you have – this year has been crazy for the both of us. Uh, I think it really goes back to that day we hiked Sandia. That, that day really hit with me when we were hiking up the mountain and – well, let's we go were- back before then. Let's go back before then. I'm going to go back to the day. And this will be for all the kids out there. Let's put this in perspective and get you in the right atmosphere right now. Grant calls me and says he wants to quit baseball. Yeah, let's go there. He we'll shows right up there. to the strike zone, says he's done, qu- says I'm quitting, I'm done, bawling his eyes out, doesn't know what's going on. He's so lost. He doesn't know where he is in life, crying his eyes out. He's at that stage. Now he's sitting here leading in our community, doing that, saying self-awareness and all this. But you have to show these kids what's the path to get from the kid crying in here to the kid that's wanting to do podcasts, taking on other jobs, reaching out to TV studios, wanting to be at the church doing more, being a kid that was so afraid of high school speaking in front of people. But now you're trying to lead one of the greatest, you know, one of the good churches in town. Like... How do you get from one to the other? All right. So, yeah, let's, let's go back to that day. So, uh, like I said, my high school experience was terrible. I wanted out of it. And I remember – we're going to go a little bit before I actually came in here and quit. But the first time I quit playing up at the high school, I was like, I'm done. The next day, you call me. You call me, and I, I answer. And I obviously, I know what kind of what the phone call is going to entail – so you obviously you offer me to come play f- with you guys like you know. I'm Let's a good put this person. in perspective too. This is mid all the garbage going on in this town. Yeah, this is this is right smack this in the like, middle. You this is you weren't coming in for lessons or in I the wasn't coming in for it. lessons. I was living my life out of fear. I was I was scared to come here because PV and the strike was zone, we were at each other's it didn't yeah, work. It was this, it was that instilled era. that I was gonna get some form of punishment. And that's how I saw it. Some people might not see it that way, but I was going to get some form of punishment, so I didn't come here. And so I quit. You call me, and I have a decision: do I, do I just quit baseball all in all, or do I go back to someone who really instilled my love for baseball? 
you like you did. You instilled the love of the game for me. You call me. I'm going to take a leap of faith here, and I'm going to go play for you. So I come back, and right away you see me, and you know that I'm crushed. You're, you see it. You know I'm crushed. <laughs> I remember the first tournament I went and played to you guys. I'm out in Pueblo, and you pull me aside. I had been labeled a PO my entire life, but the highlight of my career was hitting. And you pull me aside, and you go, dude, what is going on? Like, when you were an eighth grader, you were mashing ba- Like, what's going on? Trying to get me to be aware of it. And I just wasn't aware of it at the time. So I finished that summer, and I'm just still just so crushed and beaten down like rock bottom. Just can't can't explain it. And so I come in a couple weeks into summer, and I'm like, Adam, I'm going to quit. And you, you're doing a lesson, and you're like, all right, come back tomorrow. We'll talk about it. You're like, come back. We'll talk about it. So I'm like, all right, I'll come back tomorrow. And so <laughs> tomorrow, the next day comes. I roll in, and I walk through the door, and he's like, oh, you're not quitting baseball. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's, you're like, you love the game of baseball. And at that point, right when you said those words, tears were flowing down my eyes. I was crying because I, I, I do. I still love the game of baseball. I'm coaching, and it's been a huge part of my life. And for so long, I was unaware of – of my own actions, not putting in enough work and putting the blame on other people. And and it took six months to realize even that. I mean, we've had conversations. And so I, I end up deciding I'm going to play baseball. And the, the big changer for me, and I was telling this to Chuck the other day, when we went swimming at Define Fitness at like 5 o'clock in the morning, I remember you asking me why I was going to church. I, I, I don't – I won't forget this day because this is where I really flipped the switch and kind of – elevated my intention remember, of going to church I remember that. you you came in and you're like why are you that's going that's the only words i said to you that day yeah you said and we were like mid-workout I we think, were mid-workout it was just us it kind of got quiet for a second and all of a sudden you you throw the words <laughs> why are you going to church and it was kind of like it kind of hit me like whoa what is happening so and i told him i'm like i'm going for the positive people because at the time like i was going to youth group because i was in such a negative environment for baseball that going to youth group was so positive for me okay right but i didn't see the whole picture and i said i go for the people and you said you're going for the wrong reasons you need to be seeking god and i was like it really hit me i went home that day and i was like man i've been going for the wrong reasons and so i've slowly started taking more and more baby steps of seeking god and it started elevating, and then you. Okay, I got There's two things in case I forget here. There's two things you just said that are the keys to this conversation. You just said, "I love baseball. It was a huge part of my yep. life." Yeah. Not life. No. It was a huge part of your life, but back then you looked at it as life. Yes, I did, 100. percent And it let me down. I put all my right. eggs into something that's worldly based yep. and it let me down same thing with me i crushed lost my me. career i went into a dark depression crushed me it's the same thing why did i and when we're swimming that day and saying that stuff it's like right then if i went to church someone asked me that the other day they're like when how long have you been a christian and i said for real probably like two to three years yeah and that's when i seen jesus's face yeah before then i had questions I kind of knew, but I would go to church and do everything else for others. Oh, man, I hope this person thinks good of me. Oh, man, if I go to this church and I'm thinking this, 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 you know? And I was like, what am I doing? Why am I I going to follow Christ for someone else? Yeah. That's, what am I doing? 
That's why am I going to church? Why? What am I doing? Why am I here today? And listen, man, God calls you all to different places. Everyone has their journey, but you have to know why he, what he blessed you with and what he has called you to do, man. And too many yeah. people today, we are so caught up in what others think. And, and like we're, we're living lives of hopefully someone will think of us this way. And we're trying to put on all these fronts, man. Yeah. You know, that's it. That's we need to show people how you get from the front. The other one you just said, you started seeking God. You started seeking it. That's when my life changed too. He showed me his face and then I started seeking the truth. And everyone starts thinking when you follow Jesus, it's like a sunshine and rainbow footpath. You are seriously mistaken, my friend. He is going to chip away at you and he's going to take you and show you everything. You. Oh, dude, it's going to humble you. Because he has to to create the warrior that he intended you to be. This we underestimate the power of the dark one in this world. Hundred percent. And when you respect it, you get the greatness of what God has for us every single day. He has given us power over the enemy, and kids don't understand that. I didn't understand that too. Not even within the last six months. Yeah. The day my life changed forever is when God told me the cross already won the war. Yeah. You don't have to live in fear, son. No. This is why Jesus died for us. Yeah. And then the experiences I've had with him through the worst times, the stuff I've gone through with Gracie, the times he's revealed his face, I'm like, okay, what can I do for you, Lord? Yeah. You've showed your face to me. You have shown me the truth. What can I do for you? How can I help you? Yeah. Look what you've done for me. Yeah. And then that's when my life changed because I get up every day and it's like, how can I help you? I don't want it to be about me anymore because when you show me what you've shown me through my daughter, for me to sit here and say it's about Adam, that is spitting in his lesson that he taught me through my damn daughter. Yeah. 100%. And that's and that's where I'm like, you know what, Lord, I'm here to serve you, man. Whatever it is, I'll take on whatever it is. I'll die for that belief because you have shown me the truth. Yeah. And that's where we're at, man. This is another thing. We have gone wrong today is that we listen so much to this podcast, to this, to this, to this. We need to stop listening as much and doing. Yeah, I agree. Doing. Showing kids the way. Yeah. Showing them. Yeah. Know him, show them. Yeah. Remember that slide yeah. the other day? Yeah. Yeah. And so so we'll, we'll kind of go back to where we were at with, with my story so that how I kind of gained some more awareness. And so I, I started seeking God and doing that stuff. And, and it was baby steps. It wasn't like all of a sudden I'm seeking God, everything's good. You really start to get humbled very quickly when you're all in for seeking God. You start getting humble very quickly. That's right right then and there. Like from that point on, it it's it's been a battle with myself. Like, let's see. So that's... That's the start of my senior year. I think that was like early winter, my senior year, you gave me that spiel. And Jake comes well, and asks me. Let me ask you this, just to go back on it. After everything that had stopped you coming in this building, all yeah. those years at PV, why did when I called that one time, did you say, I'm, I'm going? Because it was against the grain of everything that had been done. Go back to that time. Uh, when when did this, was the decision made that you're saying, you know what, I don't care? Oh, okay. I don't care what so, people think. I'm doing and I'm making that. Because now you start, you're getting onto something. When you started making decisions for yourself, 
Yeah. You went on a different pod. Yeah, let's let's talk about that one. So we'll just go to the buildup. So I was doing pretty good my eighth grade year. Everything was good. My sophomore year, obviously, I mean my freshman year, kind of rocky. Had an all right season. My sophomore year, bad. Uh, I think I wanted my parents' support. I remember the day too. The day right the day before I quit, I went to it to the house, and my parents like, if you want to, they looked me straight in the eye, and they said, if you want to quit baseball tomorrow, and you want to do that, you're gonna do it. And the next day I quit. And I've always kind of been one to march to my own drum, do my own thing. I mean, I come in here wearing ripped jeans, and one day I'm in ripped jeans, the next day I'm wearing over. Like, I kind of just do my own thing. And that's like kind of always been my thing. But man, I really. Adam, you've given me so much love for the game of baseball. So when I quit and I got a phone call from one of my heroes to like come and play my the holy spirit was saying you have to take this it wasn't like i was aware like i knew when that phone call i almost knew when i was going to quit that i was going to get a phone call from me and i was kind of waiting for it and i got it and i'm being honest 100 percent honest here when i got that phone call i was like i know what this is going to entail this is going to be kind of a like it might not be but i'm very optimistic i pick up the phone call and it's like i'm jumping in because we when I left, we were doing good things together. Why can't we continue that? And and even though I never came in here, if I saw you out in public, I would shake your hand. And we kind of knew that we were there. You're talking about fear today, though. The way sure. I'm getting to is like that fear was there. Yeah. But you made a choice finally to face it. Yeah. Uh, I think I think support. I think sometimes when you're conquering fear, you need to know that. There's other people that are going to support you through that. Like like I said, when my parents supported that I was going to quit, it was way easier because I knew someone was going right. to back me up. When you don't have support and you're acting on fear, it's a lot harder to live on that fear because at that point, you're thinking you're on your own, but you're really not. And that's the deception too, that you're you're on your own. And so, yeah, I I just went all in. I, I jumped off the boat and all of a sudden here we are and it was the best decision that i made like i came and played for you and all the growth started beginning and so well then let's go even a little bit further now because that all sounds great that he came over and did it but let's put it in there was two years here yeah the first year you came in with that focus i had to i had and you to, went let's even go to the adrenaline fall story i had to rebuild foundation right like, so let's do this we're gonna yeah. get to the whole story today <laughs> So oh, Grant, we go up to good. Adrenaline Falls every year to jump off the cliffs. <laughs> that first year, Grant comes over and he has all these visions and these dreams, and he has that motivation. And he's going. Uh, he leaps uh, off the cliffs twice. Well, I jumped off Adrenaline Falls twice. Twice. Okay. Well, let's skip forward <laughs> and jump. Twelve off months. Twelve bridge. months forward after that, he could not jump off that cliff. Froze. And this is where I'm getting on all of it. We were playing Connie Mac that year. And you were. This will hit you in the guts right here because when I heard you say it, it hit me in the guts because I knew you would regret it. Is that our goal was to go to the Connie Mackwell Series yeah. as a team? Yeah. We lost in the qualifiers to that La Marinda team down there. Yeah. Or we lost uh, up here in City, or something worked we, out. We, but we had another chance, another freaking chance to go down and have a chance, and you did not go. Nope. Didn't and the reason was this. 
You were so caught up that people wanted you to be a college baseball player. Yep. You started running from the game because yep. you knew that wasn't your purpose. And you were doing it for someone else's reasons. Yep. And that came up after you had already accomplished yep. all the stuff before. Yep. But it's like, see, it was all because you were doing stuff for the wrong reasons. Yep. The reason, it, I, was, I knew you were never going to go be a college baseball player. Yeah. But I'm like... You just make sure it's what you want to do, yeah. and if it's what you want to do, do it to the best of your <laughs> let's, ability. Yeah, let's 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 talk about that one too. Like totally based out of fear. Like I didn't. You we we lost in city tournament. I was it was hard for me. Like it, it was over. I had always people in my ear thinking like you grow up in Farmington, you're gonna be the college baseball player. It's over. I really didn't want to go through that whole process again. And I did know that baseball just wasn't like playing wasn't my thing anymore. Like I'm still attached to the game. I'm still coaching and stuff. And then I call you and I'm like I'm not going. And oh no, I just I think I just texted you that I'm not going. And then you guys went and I called you and I said I'm not going. And we had the real conversation of like why aren't you going? Like you're gonna regret this. Yeah. And yeah, it still it still haunts me to this day. Because and, you just think, man. You love the game. It yeah. Was, it, like, it would have been another chance to just take the field with your buddies. You hated playing the game the way you looked at it. Yeah. The fact is this, man. The thing that stops us from getting from here to at wherever our dreams are, it's the story we're telling ourselves. It's the story we're telling ourselves when we go to the baseball field every day. It's the story we're telling ourselves, man. That's all that matters. The images we're putting in our head. Go back to then. Your image of baseball was wrong. 100%. My wrong. image of baseball when my career was over was wrong. Yeah. I love this game. I love this game. Us. It's the greatest game on earth. It's taught me so much oh. about life and failure. And I love this game. I love hitting. I love fielding. I love being around the kids. Yeah. And just think about it. If you thought, man, I love this game, you would have picked up that phone and said, Adam, I'm in. Yeah. But the way you viewed the game at that point in your life was negative. Negative. So then let's fast forward. And then you don't jump off adrenaline. No, I don't jump off adrenaline. It's a different focus. So from one year you're peak performing, the other year you're not. Fear creeped in. You're living for others. It was all different. The year before when you jumped off adrenaline, all right, you cliff jump, you jump off adrenaline, you come in, you get all tawny, you do that, you are on the attack. And you know how it started? You made a decision. Yeah. You made a decision. I'm going to play for Adam. I'm I'm doing it. I'm doing it for myself. I'm in control. Then the world starts teaching you, oh, be a college baseball Uh, player. Be this. You start reacting and doing that. It it forced you not to jump off that cliff. Forced not to jump off the cliff. And I was trying to get you because I'm like, dude, this is what I'm trying to teach you. Ah. That's why we go up there. Oh, yeah. But no, let's let's continue on the journey. So don't, don't go. I'm done. Like, I'm done. We don't go. I don't go to that tournament. I'm done. Year passes by. Buddy calls me back at, he's at Eastern, calls me up, says, bro, you can come and play down here. And I'm still living in the whole people telling me I'm going to be a college baseball player thing. So it sounds great. I'm like, the first he calls me, I'm fired up. I remember coming in here. I'm pumped. Like, I'm calling you. It's there. That motivation. It's that that motivation again. (laughs) I come in. I'm like, yes, I'm going to go and do this. I'm going to do it. And so... I come in and I 
I barely came in to, to put work towards me. I'm like, I'm going to throw 72 or whatever, you know? And, I knew you were. And you knew, yo, you looked me straight in the eyes, and I was frustrated with you at the time, but you looked at me and you said, You're not throwing over 70. It's not in there. No. And I'm sitting there going, being dumb and like, Yeah, it's in there, it's in there. And you're like, No, it's not in there. And so, no, it's not in there. Three years pass, we go into summer, my senior summer. And I'm like, nah, I'm just not, I'm just not gonna play. And and that's when the whole thing clicked, right? That I was living in this, my mind. I'm gonna be a college baseball. Like that's what's gonna define me. Being a college baseball is gonna define me. And it's like, no, it's not. So then, January first hits of this year. No, it's like it's it's right around this time. It's right around this time. First week of winter camp. I come in here, and Adam's like, you're gonna run a marathon. And I'm like, all right, I'll run a marathon joking. You record me. And you're like, I have you on video yeah. that you said you're going to run a marathon, so we're doing it. And I'm like, all right, we're doing this. And so preparation starts hitting. It's it's December 28th. I'm in Flagstaff. I'm eating chicken fingers and french fries, and I'm calling you. And I'm like, okay, what's our plan for the run? And you're like, what do you mean what's our plan like oh, i'm like are we doing this and you're like i don't know are we and you kind of start challenging me and i'm like no we're gonna do this i said i'm gonna do this we're gonna do this and so january 1st hits it's four o'clock in the morning we run the marathon and i'm just like still feels like a dream to me because again at this time because we did talk about this a couple weeks ago like i was doing it to impress everybody else like i'm gonna run this marathon i remember when i ran the marathon so many people were doubting me my parents didn't think i was gonna be able to do it a bunch of people were like you've never even ran a half you've ran more no more than 10 miles and you're gonna go run 26 in the snow and it's a blizzard and i'm Dude, going your dad still talks about it to this day he was pissed at me yeah i he was people, mad at me for putting you in that people, position and i told your mom on the phone and she called here and i had to tell like listen kelly He'll be fine. He'll yeah. Make it. He'll get it. But your dad even said that to me a couple of weeks ago. He's like, man, I was mad at you that day for putting him out there. But I was like, it's, it comes down to this, though. When I called you when you were in Flagstaff and I said, okay, are we doing this? You said, yes, we are. So you made a decision. Yeah, I made a decision. And look what it did. It. When you make the decision and you say, I'm doing it, you get it done. Yeah. But, then but when again, you're doing it based off others, you do not get to uh, where you need to go. But then again, it still doesn't click, right? We go and run the marathon. Everything's good. And I stopped coming in for a couple weeks. I'm like, I'm not coming in. I ran a marathon. I did something big. And so here we are. And you're like, all right, Dom, Dom's in town. So he's like, we're going to eat the world's hottest chili pepper. And I'm like, I don't know. But like I, I know what it, I knew what it felt like to run the marathon and like how rewarding it was. So I was like more off to do these challenges. So I'm like, God, this is kind of fun. Let's do it. And so we do the hottest chili pepper, and it's like terrible experience. But like also like kind of like I did that. Like now I get to tell everybody I ate the hottest chili pepper. Like you guys haven't done it. Kind of like one of those things. And so, but then again, fades off. We're like we don't do that. So then couple months pass and we're going to Vegas. Why do you think it is though? Why do you think it fades off? For me, for me it faded off because and actually I need to backtrack a little bit on, on how you gain self-awareness. So when I wanted when I quit playing baseball, 
Okay, I got a couple opportunities. Jake asked me to come and work out in Shiloh. Like, that was a super impactful thing. You want to gain self-awareness and you want to be who you are or whatever you're trying to create, you got to go find people that are already there. So if you want to be in really good shape, you have to go find people that are in incredible shape. And that's what I did. Like, I was 215 for the longest time. Even, like, I'm just now starting to lose weight, but we'll, we'll get to that part. But Jake professional baseball player killer shape shiloh freak of nature right i'm putting myself in with those guys like that's who i'm working out with like i'm working out with people who i don't belong in the weight room with these people but that's what i want to create for myself so i know that that's what it takes and i came in the first week and was kind of a stick in the mean me and my buddy we were a stick in the mud about it Right? We were just like, uh, we don't know if we're going to do it. And Jake and Shiloh pulled us aside, both of us, and they said, look, you're not going to waste our time. If you're going to show up here at 6 o'clock on the dot and you're not going to be here early, you need to be here early because we're doing this for free for you to give you advice. If you're going to show up at 6 o'clock on the dot and you're going to be a stick in the mud, we don't want you to come. That hit me, and I came every single day. My buddy didn't hit him. He left. He fed out. He's like, I'm not coming. And and it hit me for there. And then I was like, all right, if I'm going to be this, if my thermostat, because we've talked about, the, if it's going to be set at this, then it's going to require that I come in. But, but I was doing that to, to impress them. I was doing it, it to impress they, them. I wasn't it, doing it for me. And where did it come back to? And it came back. It all comes back to square one. So I come in to impress to impress my mentors like i want my mentors to think that i'm this really cool i'm doing all the hard work and stuff but like i'd never saw results like i'd come in but i was still the same way steady 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 this is two years almost two years of half like good solid two months coming and working out and then taking a break and then good solid two months taking a break like when jake was in town i was working out every single day he took off for spring. I wasn't coming in because I didn't want to wake up super early like you guys did. So I just never came in because I was doing it to impress the other people, Jake, to impress Shiloh, to impress these people. And they saw through my crap. They saw right through it, right? Like they, they're all hard workers. Yeah, they're all hard workers. So they like when I stopped coming, they knew, like they knew. And so I'm sorry, you can sniff it out. Oh, like nothing else. Sure, you can. And so, so hey, this is how they sniff it out, though. Because they sniff it out on themselves. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. Like, I can smell the BS out of my nose before I even thinking it. I know yeah. when it's coming. Yeah. And that's why they're so good to be around is because they, you're right, you get held to that standard. Yeah, you have to, you have to be with people that are going to raise the bar for you. Like, especially for my generation, like, like, Sandia. That's, that's why I want to go back to Sandia now. Now we'll go to Sandia. So we're... We're sitting at Sandia, and we're hiking. And I, I tell Adam, I'm like, Adam, I would have never done this by myself. I would oh, have this never. Is middle of summer too. Middle of summer oh, as hell. We coached. The middle morning. of summer, we coached the double. Yeah. Then we're gonna go hike Sandia for six hours. Didn't get days. time for lunch. Didn't no. get time for lunch because we knew our time frame was gonna be. And we're hiking up, and I'm telling Adam, I'm going, Adam, I would have never done this by myself. And he's going. What do you mean you would have never done this by yourself? Like, are you kidding me? And I'm going, no. I struggle so much with having to spend time by myself that I would have never done this because I it would have eaten me alive because I was so disconnected from the Holy Spirit. 
And so, again, there's another baby step. Like, I have to be more aware of, and we talked about it. You're like, well, how are you going to grow if you're never spending time with yourself and stuff like that? And so I started doing little things where, like, all right, it kind of clicked. I need to start spending time with myself a little bit more. And so we do, we do Sandia. And then we do, we do, uh, no, Sandia was after. So there's probably, there's a whole list. There's a whole list of stuff that we did. This is where I want to get to though. Like we, the time is running out for all of us. Like the sand is running out of the hourglass and God has blessed us with the greatest gifts in this world every single day where everything you're saying, we can feel every single day if we live to the best of our ability, we're outside that comfort zone. Yeah, we don't approach life like that every day. We wake up every day. We do the same things. We go through the same way. We wake up. We walk the same way to the bathroom. We walk the same way to the kitchen. We hit the coffee pot the same. We do everything it's the same. Scary. They say we have about 70,000 thoughts a day, right? Yeah. They say 90% of those thoughts are the same thoughts you had from the day before. Yeah. So are you working on that 10% of thoughts that are out there that are making you create? No, you're reacting on what you did the day before. That's why those thoughts and those things are so programmed to you because it's like you did that and you had it right here. Well, guess what? You can have that in any present moment at any time if you want it. Yeah. Because, but why are you doing it? Yeah. Like, would you have ever ran that marathon if I didn't challenge you? No, never. You've had a key to the strike zone the whole time since Jake and Shiloh have been here. Have you ever come and lifted by your own? Once or twice, Once but or it was twice, like, it was like it. super terrible. And then terrible. you think, why? Because why? I wasn't doing it for myself. Like I was doing it to impress others. And that's why I didn't see results. Like we talked about this. I didn't see any results because my intentions were wrong. They were for like, oh, I'm going to do this to make – these guys like they're gonna like me more if I work out with right. them, and they're gonna they're gonna see me different if I do that stuff. Like I wasn't doing it for me. There's how a- many kids in high school think the way you just thought right there? How many kids in this town right now are doing stuff based off others? Ninety percent. Ninety percent. Scary. Scary. Ninety percent. Where's that road going? You know where that road's going? I read, I heard a quote last week, man, or a post last week. There was 14 million new prescriptions written this year. Yeah. Okay? When you're living from others and you're basing it like that, man, you know where that goes 10 years from now? Depression, darkness, alcohol. You're sitting in a hospital saying, man, I've got mental illness. Yeah. You know what? Mental illness is a real deal today because of everything we're up against. Yeah. Social media, the outside reaction, man. We have yeah. so many new illnesses now that have come along with technology in the world we live in that we have to treat with respect, man. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I want to I want to keep going. So, another thing that's really really big for me and I've had a couple moments like this. Uh when you spend time by yourself. So, I really started gaining more awareness this last like two or three months, right? And and the big ones was when we go on those runs. We would go on every Tuesday. We were running in the mil- in the wilderness, just you and me. And you would leave me, like I'm by myself. So at this point, I'm by myself. Literally, when I'm at Sandia, telling Adam, like I don't want to be by myself. I don't. But that's how you gain self awareness. Is when you're by yourself, you can't hear anything, nothing. You have no headphones, no music, nothing. All you have is still wilderness, 
and your body and you're running or whatever you're doing. I was explaining this to someone last night. Like they said it was hiking for them or some people just go on a walk. But you're by yourself. There's no distractions. All you have is your thoughts. That's how you gain self-awareness because that's when the Holy Spirit's talking to you and it's telling you, all right, Grant, you, you need to be plugged in more in the youth ministry. You need to step up your game in the fitness stuff. You need to do this more because you're getting growth. You're having really good thoughts. Like we would get really good thoughts for the podcast. But then it was like, Damien, we had our podcast with Damien. And he's like, how come you're not doing this for yourself? Like like my ideas, I'm like implementing for everybody else. I'm like, these need to be for But it's like, can I apply this to me? And like that's when it clicked. Okay. Like these thoughts, I need to apply to myself. I need to show people again, right? Show. We live, we have all the answers. Like I, I've had the answers for three years. For three years, I've had the answer of what it takes to be a hard worker, what it takes to be in physical shape, all that stuff. But I never acted on it, max out effort 100%. So take back those three years. What If you could go three years of maxed out work, what could you truly accomplish? It would be crazy. It, I would be so much further ahead than where I'm at right now. That's there's nothing Re- else. Ridiculously, there is nothing and else. I don't get that time back, and it's super upsetting. And but it also, like, it used to not fuel me. It used to not fuel me, but now it like fuels me. Like, it's like, all right, I really didn't get those three years, and I grew. Don't get me wrong, I grew those three years. Like, there's been an exponential amount of growth the last three years with me. Like, I was literally at rock bottom in tears like crushed and now here i am talking i'm helping out the youth ministry here i'm coaching here on the side i'm working with my dad on the farm doing farm like i'm doing a bunch of crazy stuff like i'm doing positive stuff but it's like there's even more in the tank that i haven't even hit yet like i remember the day we talked about letting the big dog eat with jake like shout out to jake but like i remember you guys being like dom literally trying to find a bone in my body where i'm gonna get aggressive like i remember him he's like we're putting on the boxing gloves and i'm terrified because i've never been one to punch anything and i'm getting in the cages with dom who's like fighter to the max and he's saying punch me in the face and i'm like like at first i think it's a joke but he's like no we're doing this and i finally let one rip and he's like yes he's pumped he's like we finally got that max out beast outside of you and and it's just been baby steps man of being aware of you gain awareness when you start surrounding yourself with you start listening to that voice well think about this you just said something before and i'm like jesus is out he's the one that showed us how to be here yeah where did he go to pray yeah, I I, t- I told that I told that girl about that he last night too. He went to the too. wilderness. Yeah. Why? Because he knew the distractions in the real world. That's two thousand years ago. Yeah. The one that the true king is saying, "Listen, the world's crazy enough as it is, but for me to hear the Lord, I have to go out in the wilderness by myself, and He speaks. That's where I hear Him. So if He's doing that, why wouldn't we do it today? Do we really think the Holy Spirit can speak through stuff? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But there's a reason Jesus is going out to the wilderness. Yeah. You said the same thing. When you run, it's you. And you hear the voice of God. Yeah, you, you, you really there's do. There's no distractions. There's no distractions. You hear it. And then and then it's like now it's like we meet. Now it's like upping my prayer game up. Like we, we prayed right before this one. Like me and you both are kind of weak in the prayer area. And then we meet 
a guy like Chuck who's <laughs> super, super good at prayer. Like, I've never met someone who can just pray and you can feel the energy. And, and that's the next thing, too. You want – start – people need to start paying attention. You want to gain awareness? Start paying attention to, like, vibes and energy. Like, you can feel energy off people without them even having to say anything. Yep. And I had a hard time understanding this because when I first started doing speaking – Adam made me for three days in a row speak to the kids at camp, and every single time they said I sucked, and I did not <laughs> like it. It was terrible, and it wasn't fun, but they said I sucked. I had bad body posture. They didn't believe what I was saying, and I was like – I had a hard time understanding it, right? <laughs> but then you go fast forward. Two weeks after that, I kind of applied my body language a little bit more. I go speak to 300 kids, and one – they all give me an A, and one kid comes up and says A plus and shakes my hand. So it's like, okay, body language is important. And to tie into what I'm saying, you get a guy who comes in and prays and has that high energy of like, this is real, and they're actually showing you love, and you're like, how? Do, like, I'm trying to grasp how someone who I've met for the first time spirit, is already man. like showing spirit. me love. And but you have to you have to start seeking that. You want to gain self worth. Start start looking for stuff that we're not told to look for. But what about start this? Looking what about for if energy. you approached every day like this? How can I help you? Yeah. Instead of like what I can get out of this, how can I help you? So like Chuck, he is coming to me so I can help him in his fitness. Yeah. But he makes me he makes me nervous. Oh he yeah. He gut checks me every day with how much he's free with stuff. Yeah. I need that. Yeah. But it's like it, I need that because I'm getting challenged. Yep. And that's where I'm weak. Yeah. Like you have to know who you are. You have to know your weaknesses as much as your strengths. Yeah. Like I'm sorry, self-awareness is the key thing from today. You have to be aware of who you are. And for me, that's the one thing I've loved the most is finding out who Adam truly is. Yeah. And Chuck has a different gift than what you have. And we all have these different gifts. Dude, but if I say, how can I help you? How can we do this? And you become the servant. Yeah. Then guess what? We can go do things that we never dreamed of. But when it's like, if you walk into a situation and I'm like, what can I get out of this? Yeah. All right. If I walked into Chuck and be like, how much money can I make off this dude? Right? Yeah. But, and the same thing. Like I've gone on trips for vertical radio and done stuff, right? And they asked me for a gas receipt. And I'm like... I'm doing this. I don't care. Like, I, I didn't even think the other day to like hand the receipt in to get reimbursed. You know why? It's because I'm doing God's work and I know yeah. that'll come back. And for the first, it was crazy for me. I said this to my wife the other day. The Adam five years ago is walking in there with that receipt and asking for the money straight away. Yeah. And I'm like, give me my money back. That's Adam five years ago. The other day, I didn't even remember to get a receipt. And three days later, I'm like, Oh man, I didn't even think about getting that gas receipt. And I'm like, no. why is that there? It's because it's not about me anymore. No. And it's it's I want people to understand that when they come into me and they meet me is that listen, I have good qualities, I have bad qualities. Yeah. You know, we I, all fall, do. I fall short to God every single day. And sometimes I raise my voice. Sometimes I act on ego. Sometimes I say this. You want to meet the other side of Adam's superhero? Well, I tell you what. Adam's got this guy over here that can go do anything when his mind's focused to him. But you want to show my other side up? All right. He is short patience. 
strong ego. Oh, dude. Like, you name it. it. Like, he's that's him. And he shows up. And it's like, if you love Adam for who he is, you love this man. I've had to learn that with my wife and my marriage through so many fights. And, like, just figuring out stuff. You have to take the person for good and bad. But so much, we either... Take all the bad, or we take. You all gotta the good. take the bad take, with it, man. Because take we're human. Yeah, we are a human creature. We ain't perfect. So God tells us we ain't perfect. Yet we approach everyone and expect them to be perfect. Yeah, it's insanity. We are humans. Humans fail and sin. Yeah, that's why Jesus died for us. If it wasn't that important, God wouldn't have sent Jesus to freaking get crucified on the cross for us. Yeah. He knows who he created yeah. in the human race. Yeah. This is the game, man. Yep. This is the game. It's happening right now. And everyone has that side. And when we pick each other up, it's to help this side stay over here and to be our best, man. And this side over here, sometimes it challenges us to be better. Yeah. And like, listen, my dark side and this guy over here has helped me become such a strong person. I would not be here saying the things I'm saying today if I didn't know this guy. Yeah, you have to know both. And that's high school kids don't hear that enough. No. You know what? You're a great football player. You're a great student. But sometimes, you know what? The way you tr- talk to girls is terrible. Nope. Oh, I gotta get better in that area. Because maybe the sports player is creeping over into the girls. Maybe it's some way. Like, there's a disconnect. What about parents and kids? What about kids that treat their parents bad because they think they're good sports players? Yeah. Like, there's so many different things here. Oh yeah, there's so many different. You have the other side though, man. Like, we have to we have to accept each other's faults. Yeah. We don't do that though. We pick at each other and bash each other for our faults, man. Yep. We pick and we we make the world like our beliefs our own like like i yeah, said if you don't believe podcast, that like, or if you don't think the way i do well that sucks for you and like, i hate I, you yeah i hate you because you don't think the <laughs> right. same way that i do and you start getting classifications and stuff and that that's it's another the vegans it's yeah. this. it's like all like everyone's in their little classes but it's like hold on hold on hold on let's back out of that like can't we just be humans that are into this like you know what i mean they're just into that thing and they're into like just accept people for who they are and don't like try to push try to push everything just show them yep. and then when you show them i'm telling you when you don't even say anything and you're just doing stuff people start attracting you you're not even at, like i can't explain this enough it's i can't explain spirit. this enough that i've learned to you, you want to know if you have good self-awareness people you stop looking for other people and you start just doing what you're doing and people start coming and you're like, why is this person coming? And you're like, oh, wait, hold on. You pull yourself out and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm doing good things and people are seeing what I'm doing and now they want to jump on the train. Not, they don't want to jump on the train because I'm telling them to jump on the train. They're just jumping on because they're like, I want what he has. So I'm going to go and but find what it. what do you have? What do I, I, I have high energy. I'm pat when I'm but at my what best. Do you, but here's the thing. What do you have? And I've learned this. And this is where I'm at. It'll be like, well, Adam has this. And I even have to deal with this now. I got this. No. It's the Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit working in you. It's the Holy Spirit working in me. And it's the Holy Spirit working in everyone. And He's doing the work. And we're tuned in to glorify God's spirit in this world and the name of Jesus. It's got nothing to do with Grant. It's got nothing to do with Adam. It's the spirit working through us. And it's not saying I got this, I got that. No, 
I'm listening to what God is doing through the Spirit. Man. Adam is done. Yeah. Adam is done. Yeah. Grant is done. Yeah. It's all about the Spirit. Yeah. You know, that's where it's at, man. It's all about the Spirit doing work through you. Yeah. It's the Spirit, and you're tuned in. The truth is always the truth. Yeah. Whether it's in you, me, or anyone else. So why judge others when God's got to show them the truth in their own journey? We're always talking about kids here and this journey and like let people do this. Well, let everyone, God's taking them on a different path to you to show them the different things. The way I found God, through drugs. Through my daughter, through this, Jesus showed his face. How did he do it for you? It was a different path. Okay, so if it's a different path, how can you judge? You can't judge if it's different because you're going on a different path to me. He's going on a different path to him. Everyone's different, but we're all going to the same place. If you're doing the best you can and the gifts you've done and I'm doing that, then we're a lot stronger than if we're out there doing it for our own self, yeah. selfish reasons. It's the team concept. Yeah. You play on a baseball team. If everyone has one vision, you win. Yeah. That's it in the spiritual world. Yeah. It's the same concept going from team sports to put that. We're on Jesus' team. It's yep. the same thing. Yeah. As us coaching a baseball team and taking all these kids from different areas and you're trying to teach them to win. Yeah. All I've done my entire life since I was eight years old has competed at the highest level in sports, but I got put on teams with thousands of different people from all over the planet Yeah, that I never knew, never knew. I would show up to spring training, I would get stuck with 13 Dominicans, four Puerto Ricans, you know, three black guys over here, two American white guys, you got an Australian, you got a Korean dude, yeah. all from different parts of the world, and they go, hey guys, win. Yep. You want to talk about trying to figure it out? I've been learning that my entire life. So now I think about the spiritual thing. It's the same thing. How is God working his team and doing it? He's taking Grant from America. He's taking Adam from Australia. He's taking these guys in China. He's doing all this. And guess what? He's saying, how do we win? Get over how do we win? Yeah. And How do you win? If you're from a different background, I'm from a different background, how do we all come together and win? Is it by hating each other, not communicating, doing all the stuff that we teach these kids in here? Or is it teamwork, communication, being there for each other, commitment to the hard work, having each other's backs? What's the difference from coaching kids and coaching sports to him coaching us? There they're really it's crazy. the same analogy. It's the bro. same analogy. And I, I think that's that's the powerful thing. And I think I think the biggest takeaway was probably that last three minutes your rant. Like that's that's the biggest message that we're trying to get across. But two, like spending time by yourself. Spending thirty minutes, even if it's just thirty minutes, by yourself doing something. Like you're not, no interaction. I wanna change what you just said. What about if we said this? Kids, you're not spending time with yourself. You're going to spend time with the Father so He can talk to you and He can show you the directions of where you need to go so you're not distracted. Yeah. It's not you sitting there going, oh, 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 no, no, this. Listen, quiet your mind down so you can pick up the reception of what He's saying. Okay. That's it. Pick up the reception. Quiet your mind so you can tune in. Quiet your mind so you can tune in. You're not tuning into yourself. Yeah. You're tuning into the spirit one way or another. Okay. I Tune like that in. better. 
I like Tune that in. Quiet your mind so God can finally go, hey, Grant, good to see you, my friend. Yeah. I can finally talk to you here. You're not distracted with your cell phone. You're not distracted with the TV. You're not distracted with this, that, this. Oh, I've got your attention. And then we talk about laser focus. When you're laser focused and in the moment, you can get so much better. So what about this? You spend time with him. There's no distractions and you're laser focused on what he's saying. What else can you go out and do after that? Yeah. I, I agree. I, I think I think we'll end on that that thought right there of of spending time with him and and I man that that's like I'm very curious to see the feedback on this podcast. It's gonna be it's gonna be powerful and uh, we'll we're gonna turn around and have another quick one tomorrow. We'll have a special guest in tomorrow as well. So I'm gonna leave it on good. this. All right, and this has helped me, and this just gut checks me as a warrior every single day. Is that what is your best? What is your 100% max effort? What can you accomplish every single day performing at your best? I guarantee if you wrote down those goals, you would be blown away what you would write down. So every night we go to bed, we have to ask ourselves, was that our best? Revise the things that failed. Revise the things that went well. All right, be smart. But what is your best? We don't think like that anymore. We settle for 70% as our best and we wonder why we don't get to where we go. I've done this just like you said with the gym analogy before. I went to Define Fitness for three years. I lifted on the same squat rack for three years, doing snatches the same way for three years. And guess what? Three years went past and I was like, I'm on the same weight. I was three years ago. So I just put in 10,000 hours of work and I'm not 1% better. Nope. My intentions were so wrong, mm. so wrong, three years of my life went past and I didn't get better. Yep. It's insane. Yeah. So I'm saying, man, you have to put in the work every single day and your dreams will start showing up. When you give your best effort, God does his part. If you're not giving 100% though, and you're just waiting for him to have stuff show up, it does not work that way. You have your role in the matter too. And that's when people don't understand how it works out there, man. We have choices every day. We have a responsibility to putting in the work every day. If God blessed you with these awesome gifts that, that no one else has, then if he's gave you that, then your responsibility to him every day is to use them. To use them to the best of your ability. So when we go to sleep tonight, this world is a better place for you being in it. That's it, man. He, you, if we're not doing that, what are we doing here? Yeah. What are we doing? You'll get to the end and we'll say, man, I wish I gave more. Yeah. Dude, get up. Find out what your gifts are. Become self-aware of your gifts. And then when you find your purpose, you have so much energy, you can go accomplish anything you want. All right? So find your gifts. Give 100% to those gifts and you'll truly be happy in life.